The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I mentioned earlier on that we were going to be joined by Father Sean Sheehy, and he is with us now. As you heard from Eamon, there has been criticism of, of what he had to say in his sermon in Listowel on Sunday, and criticism on, about comments that he made subsequent to that uh, today on media, including the Foreign Affairs Minister Simon Coveney saying that he thought that the uh, comments in relation to the Thonish that were disgraceful, and the Social Protection Minister Heather Humphrey seeking an apology. Um, Father Sean uh, Sheehy, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you. First of all, to those comments, because given that we mentioned them on the news, I, I feel it, it is only just to give you the chance to respond to them. Have you any answer to what Heather Humphreys and Simon Coveney have to say? Yes, my answer basically is that I'm giving the teaching of the scriptures and, and, the, and the church regarding um, homosexual sexual relationships, that they're sinful and that's it. And you, I assume, inferring into that, therefore, you have no intention of apologising or withdrawing. Not at all. Why would I, why would I apologise for the truth? Can I ask you why you chose to raise this? Because in listening to the sermon, it was evident that it was a point of significant passion for you. It was an issue to which you dedicated a significant amount of time. Why? Because basically the whole the whole uh, scriptures, you know, talked about salvation. Salvation is about being freed, you know, from uh, suffering and death that's due to sin. And so, obviously, then the, the focus was on sin and what is sin, what is sin, and where is it found? And uh, that's why I said that it's embedded in the culture and it's enshrined in the legislation. And also, it's been pushed on children, and uh, which is in, in under the guise of sexual health, and that is evil. That is sinfulness. And of all of the issues that are currently pertaining in the country, I mean, you you've what you've. One in four women suffering domestic violence at the hands of partners. You have 500,000 people living in poverty. You have 100 and something thousand people, thousand children living in child poverty. We have gangland crime murders. We have a homelessness problem. Of all of the issues, you see this as taking primacy. Well, it does, because all, all of the things that you're mentioning there are all due to a respect for life, a lack of a respect for life. And because it's a lack of respect for God, because there is a total denial of the reality of sin. And so if, if I deny sin, then I don't need God. I don't need Jesus Christ. I don't need his church. And that's the problem. Homelessness and poverty is rooted in a sinfulness around sexuality? It's rooted in evil, because it's, it's, uh, homelessness and all the rest of stuff is really rooted in greed and a lack of generosity uh, to reaching out to the most vulnerable people in the country, and especially women and children who are homeless or anybody else who, who is indigent or who is dependent. But how does one's sexuality lead to a lack of willingness to give um, aid or solace no, to I'm those who are homeless? No, I'm not saying there's any connection between the two. I'm just simply talking about sin. Sin is in all kinds of forms. But the ones, the ones that are promoted, though, by the, the legislation and by the culture are, are, are specific to what I was saying. In other words permission of abortion, that's sinful, that's killing the unborn. Uh, transgenderism, that's going against the law of nature, it's going against the book of Genesis, you know, there are only, there are only two genders, and that's it. It's also, it's also detrimental to children when we see the sex education program that's been introduced to the schools, which has actually taken the innocence of children away. That's all part of sinfulness. Of course, homelessness is too, and all the rest of it. I mean, sin comes in all kinds of forms, but the scriptures, though, today, or on Sunday, focused on, you know, what we need to be saved about. And those are the things that the Holy Spirit prompted me to speak about, and so I did. And that was my job, actually, 
Uh, and sadly, I didn't want to hurt anybody. It wasn't my intention. But by the same token, ah, Father Sheehy, no, 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 hang on, no, no, hang be, on. You must do, have known, Father, with the greatest respect, you must have known if you're looking across your par- parishioners, statistically, you know, somebody in here is the wife of, course, of, of, of somebody it, in that situation, they're the brother, they're the sister, they're the mother, they're the husband. And in yeah. what I am saying, I am condemning those that they love. You, no, you had no, to have recognised no, that. No, 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 it's the very same, for example, as speaking about marriage and the sanctity of marriage, knowing full well that there are people out there as well who are divorced or who were separated, whatever it is. Just because there are people out there who who are, are suffering for something like that does not mean that you don't preach the gospel, because the gospel is the only hope that offers people an opportunity to repent and to be forgiven and enjoy the peace and the joy that God gives. That's the reality. But how do you square that with the harm that you know you are doing to those and the sadness the that you will cause them? But it wasn't me that caused them harm. It was the fact, I mean, the fact is that, I mean, I had no control over them at all. They were the ones, actually, who reacted negatively to the Word of God. And so that was their choice. And that's the reality there. I mean, none of them actually came back to talk to me. And if they did, I would certainly sit down with them and say, look, uh, I'm saying this, you know, about the reality of sin, so that, as the first reading mentioned that you can identify it, and then you know that there is actually uh, something you can do about it through the power of God. But you, you, you must accept that in the manner in which you did it, what people will have seen is this is a rejection of these individuals, that what you are doing is you are making it seem as if the church is saying they are not welcome unless yes. they cease being gay, right, but, unless but they cease being promiscuous. Exactly, no, no, no. The church has no problem with people who have a, a homosexual orientation. The, the church has a problem with the, with a uh, homosexual uh, sexual relationship because the church condemns sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman and that's across the board but it's how, how do you square that women. how do you square that with what the pope has said about the church being not disowning any of its children that god is of one of closeness not. and mercy and tenderness I, I wasn't disowning them at all. I wasn't saying that. I, I never said the church rejected them. I never said that they, that they that they that they were not welcome. I never said anything like that. What I was saying is, look, the Lord is speaking today about the need for repentance and forgiveness that He is so willing to offer to people. But if people don't recognize their sin, then there's no incentive to repent, let alone seek forgiveness, and that's the problem. But are you suggesting that if you do not repent from your homosexuality, if that is the case, that you are not forgiven and you are not welcome in the church? It is, it is not repenting of your homosexuality. It is repenting of your sexual relationship with a partner. Well, we are to some degree cavilling on the ninth part of a hair. That wasn't what you made clear during it, yes, your sermon. Well, but th- uh, that's exactly what I, what I said and what I meant. But if people took it up the wrong way, that was their choice. They could have come to me afterwards and asked, you know, what are you saying here? What do you mean? You see, but they didn't. Well, let me ask it very specifically then. Are you suggesting that if a man and a man are in a physical relationship with each other, they are not welcome in the church? No, they're, they're perfectly welcome in the church, but they are called to repent of their sin and seek forgiveness and abstain from their sexual relationship. And do you believe that that is the current view as espoused by the Pope and the greater hierarchy throughout the church? That's the teaching of the church. That's the teaching of the church. Has been, is, and will be. So why then does your own bishop apologise for you? I have no idea, actually, because the fact is that what I was doing was focusing on the scriptures, so why he apologises beyond me.
Well, what he said was the gospel of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ is a gospel of love and it proclaims the dignity of every human people. It calls on us to have total respect for one another. I didn't hear the word love much in your sermon. Exactly, but the, the whole point is that the sermon was not really about love. The whole, the, the whole. I did actually say that God's love was abounding. I said God is merciful; He's slow to anger, but by the same token, He also prods people to become aware of their sinfulness, so they would repent and trust in Him. That's the first reading. But as you say, the sermon was not about love. Look. The the, the 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 gospels actually the scriptures were not specifically about love they were about calling people to recognize themselves as sinners but is that not what the church is meant to be about according to well, your is, bishop bishop ray it, brown said this is a church of love the pope has said he described the style of god as closeness mercy and tenderness where was the closeness course, and mercy and tenderness yeah, in but this? The, the, the closeness and the, and the mercy and all the rest of that comes in the sacraments in the sacrament of reconciliation and i said that to the people I said, you know, Jesus gave the church the sacrament of reconciliation if they've committed a mortal sin or a grave sin. And I said, he's given us the mass, actually. And I said that to the people. I said, this very moment, you're actually being saved from your venial sins. And that's the mercy of God. That's the love of God. That's the experience of salvation. And when you were reflecting on this in advance, did you think I should temper my words so that they will not offend and that I may bring people with me? No, that did not, did not occur to me at all. Because basically, I mean, when, when people come, if, I mean, as a believer, you know, I, I'm called to listen to God's word and to ask myself, what is the message that God is communicating to me here? And in delivering that message, have you no onus upon you to help it be understood? Have you no onus to make sure that it doesn't hurt? Have well, you no onus to make sure that it treats people with respect and dignity well, and compassion? Look, look the, of course I have. Of course I have but but you didn't is. give that a thought? Yeah, but the whole point, of course I get that a thought, as I do in, in, in all homilies, but by the same token, what I also pointed out to was that sin is really the cause of, of, of our uh, downfall, it's the cause of our hurt, it's the cause of our misery, cause of our depression oftentimes. And so this is what the Lord is, is providing us through His Church, the opportunity to overcome this that actually reduces the level of our life. But do we not overcome the sin as you describe it? Through compassion, through care, you, you, through consideration, that, through empathy, no, through love, through respect. No, the only way you can overcome sin is through repentance and seeking the Lord's forgiveness. Do you believe that a member of the Catholic Church in Ireland is in a position to moralize about sexual matters? Is, is it what? Do you member, believe is, that is it, is a representative of the Catholic Church in Ireland is in a position to moralize publicly about sexual matters? Of course, because of the fact that the whole purpose, the whole purpose of, of the of the priesthood, is to bring the moral teaching of the church to the people. And despite the fact of the legacy of the church itself allowing acts to be carried out under the guise of the mission of Jesus Christ that were vile and life lasting, that has no look, legacy. That has no influence. Come on, excuse me. No, don't try to deflect. You know this whole thing. I said. You know, don't try to get off on another track. I say, because the church herself, actually, I mean, not the church herself, but actually the bishops themselves were, were at fault when they did not supervise those priests again, who also saw themselves as using youngsters, you know, to satisfy their own uh, sexual needs, their own gratification. I but said, that's the question I ask. You are a representative of that church. Do, I, do you have the I, moral authority to lecture others about their sexuality? Because, 
I do because that church is is, is not uh, condoning what those priests did. That church actually calls those church, those people to repentance and seek forgiveness. Are they going to hell? If they don't repent and seek forgiveness, they will, guaranteed. But repentance saves them. Repentance and forgiveness. Yeah, because the Lord actually, as St. Paul says, God wants to forgive us more than we are willing to ask. And you don't feel that given the context that the Church has created, that these are matters which it would be better to stay out of? What do you mean the Church has created? Well, the Church has a legacy over several decades of having its members molest and assault several thousand young boys and girls. I would have thought in that context it might be something to avoid. Oh, no, no. It wasn't the Church that created that. The Church didn't tell those priests, you know, have a homosexual relationship with young boys. No, sorry, a pedophilic relationship with young boys. And the Church allowed for the mission mission of Jesus Christ to be used as a guise for abuse. You're wrong. You're totally wrong there because the Church is not the bishop is not the Pope. The Church actually is the body of Christ, is the bride of Christ. And so the Church is bigger than the Pope, is bigger than the bishop, is bigger than the priest. Well, if and again we're to cavil on the ninth part of a hair, let me say it then, that the hierarchy within the Church in Ireland created this context. They did. They did, because they did not carry out their job as overseers of the priests in their parishes, to making sure that they were, first of all, living celibately, and secondly, to make sure that they were carrying out their pastoral uh, uh, responsibilities. They didn't do that. And you, But you don't feel that this should stay your hand in relation to commenting on sexual matters? No, and it should not. It should not, because, look, so many people actually have called me today and said it was high time that someone brought this up publicly. And actually a man called me yesterday who said he had the same sex orientation, and he said, I thank you from the bottom of my heart, he said, that you said what you said because it needs to be said. Do you know many people who are of a same-sex orientation? I do, I do, actually. And actually, in my time in America, I work with a good number of them, especially even within the context of university. And how do you think they'd react to what you said? They would be, if, if they were truly Catholic, then they would certainly be embrace it and say, we need to hear that, because we need, actually, to be moved toward recognising this is not right, this is sinful, and so therefore I need to... Uh, repent and seek forgiveness. So can you be Catholic and actively gay? No, you cannot. You cannot be, you cannot really be Catholic and be in a, in a permanent sexual gay relationship. And this despite the, the Pope saying that the, the church is mother to all her children, that nobody but is you rejected. But what the church also said, he said you can't bless sin. <laughs> I spoke yesterday, Father Sheet, to one of your uh, parishioners who was, uh, uh, because uh, as you will undoubtedly have noticed, several walked out during it. And only, I, I, only six or seven walked out. Okay, well I spoke to one of the, the six or seven, as you put it, who walked out, just about her reasoning. And Let me play you what she had to say. This was his approach to gay people and transgender people. I imagine he knows very little about them. I think anybody who knows any gay people um, or transgender sees the love that is there in their relationships. And how dare he call it a mortal sin? What did he say about us? God helped them. Um, and then God bless you all who stayed. But um, I thought he was going to pray for us, in which case I would have prayed for him too. But um, I will pray for him. I hope he will see the light of day someday. But look, who knows? Can I, I paraphrase some of what Dell said? Because You I, came now, you see. You came now with that weapon, didn't you? See, that woman, that woman didn't know me. She never came to talk to me. 
You know, I probably have interacted with, with more uh, people of a sexual orientation, even that, that she has herself, and actually work with them to where they wanted to give up that lifestyle, a sexual lifestyle, and become celibate. So, uh, I mean, I've had plenty of experience working with people like that, genuine people who want to live the Christian life. And that's the difference. Do you want to live the Christian life or don't you? Well, this yes is, a, uh, fa- no. Father, with the greatest respect, this is a woman who, this is, this is the impact that you had on well, her course, but, expressed but in her own COVID, words. She also said that I said, God help uh, uh, homosexuals. I didn't say that at all. I said, God help those people who walked out because they need God's help. Can I ask they you one, need- one final thing? I think there are people who may listen and say, surely if the church is as it describes itself, if it's about love and it's about compassion and it's about all the rest of it, even if these are the, you believe these to be issues within the church, would you not be better spent talking about respect for each other and warmth towards each other and support for each other rather than condemning people and reading them from the altar? Well, because of the fact, look, look, when it comes to uh, when it comes to a disease, which is what sin is, you have to identify the disease and also look at the causes before you can provide any kind of medication. And that that's a fact. And the same thing is true with 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 the whole sad example of sinfulness. You have to identify what it is before actually you can address it and try to do something that will overcome it. Father Sean Sheehy, thank you very much for coming on this evening. That is Father Sean Sheehy, who of course gave that sermon in Listowel on Sunday. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.